Hello everyone, I'm Elle Ferdows from Astro Radio News and today I am speaking to Rachel Burton, Meta's Asia-Pacific HR Director, to talk about the future of work and how we can move forward as we transition to COVID-19 endemicity. Hi Rachel, how are you doing? I'm well, thanks Elle. How are you? I'm doing great now that I'm being able to speak with you. Now, we've got a really interesting and and in my opinion, it's it's going to be a fun topic to, be, to talk about, something really interesting. Um, the future of work, you know, so two whole years of the COVID-19 pandemic, the world had to make a number of drastic changes, including the way we work. So most people have been working from home, um, for example, myself. Um, but as we transition to endemicity, what will this mean for remote working or working from home? Now, do you think will it all be that necessary for workers to return to the office? What's the, how are we moving forward with this? Well, that is the big question, Elle, uh, and the question I think anyone um, who has worked from home or has tried to lead teams in the last two years is asking themselves right now. And I know within the Malaysian market, a recent survey of the Malaysian Employers Federation found that about 61% of companies are planning to continue with hybrid work as the economy and office spaces open up. And I know that's been happening since the 1st of April for, for Malaysian um, businesses as well. Look, for us here at Meta, um, we absolutely want to capture the best of what we've discovered um, in the last two years and combine that with the things people have missed. And so what does that mean for us as a company? What it means is we have rolled out a suite of options for our employees to choose from as we navigate into this next chapter of history, which to be clear, there's no playbook for this. There was no playbook for a pandemic. There's no playbook for this endemic stage and this new chapter of work. So for us here at Meta, um, we are thinking about several options. So one is remote work. So we have given all of our employees the option to choose to permanently stay working remotely um, and we've seen uptake of that and, and people being really happy with that decision if that works for them. And that may mean that it gives them the possibility to work in places where our offices aren't. So we tend to have offices in our larger cities. And when you think about talent and the type of talent that we can attract and retain, having a broader location strategy, which allows people to work remotely, is a fantastic lever for us to tap into the broader talent pool than people who necessarily just wanna live in big cities. The second um, option that we've got is we've actually realized that there's some magic that people have enjoyed about working from home. I admit it might not have always felt magical working at a <laughs> kitchen table or a, an old chair in, uh, in your bedroom. But there is some magic and um, that we've found people can do meaningful work from anywhere. And so we have also found that there's some time together is unrivaled for building relationships and connection to community and culture. So for our office-based employees, we've rolled out hybrid work, which means we're asking people to spend 50% or more of their time in the office and the remainder to work from home. And when you're in the office, that's about we, not me. That's about contributing to those community, contributing to your team and working together. 
in a way that is hard to do just looking at each other in boxes. And we've heard that loud and clear um, from people throughout the pandemic. That spark of hearing uh, laughter in the corridor or speaking with people that you might not have on your very booked diary and having some of those more informal connections really help. So those are sort of the strategies that we're rolling out to try and capture all the learnings from the last two years. And, and we're going to experiment with it. We're going to continue to uh, iterate and get feedback from people, what's working, what's not, um, and figuring out how do we really give everybody the chance to do the best work of their careers, no matter where they sit, um, be it in the small moments, day-to-day, week-on-week, but also in the long arc of people's careers. How can this strategy help people do fantastic work and, and grow their careers? Mm, I love that. Also, I love that you said that, um, you know, 50% of the time you're going to be in the office, the hybrid mode, right? 50% mm -hmm. time you're in the office 50, and the, the remaining you can be, you know, at home or wherever it is you choose to work at. So as you said, a hybrid mode. Now, this sounds in interesting. So some companies may opt for, you know, a hybrid model. Um, some days in, some days out of the office. Yep. It sounds ideal. Okay, but I can imagine this is a lot easier said than done. Now, how, how can companies make sure that they implement a hybrid model effectively and be fair to all workers? Like, who gets to stay in the office? Who gets to stay at home? You know, there's going to be um, people who think they're more productive at home. There are going to be people more productive at the office. How do we cater to everyone's needs, you know, compared to just asking people to work from home or working in the office? exclusively how how do we go about with this it's a great question and i think again something everybody's asking themselves at, at this moment in history i think the way we're thinking about this at meta is we've got three key principles that are at the heart of how we're building this so the first one is community first so the future of work isn't about unconstrained individual choice it's about opening up in ways that support people, teams, and organizations. So we've been very intentional about that we, not me sort of mindset, about being very clear that this isn't about just always choosing a work pattern that works for you. You're part of an ecosystem. And so you're part of a community and you have an obligation to that community. So that's our first principle. Our second one is social by design. So we know that we need to support meaningful relationships and make it easy for people to discover and build on those relationships, whether they're physically together or virtually. So we're being really thoughtful about both the way we get work done, but also the social components of work and how we build those out in a hybrid fashion. And we're learning. We're, we're learning in this space and we're open to feedback from people to really think about how we fine tune this and, and do a great job. And the third part, third principle that we're really thinking about is impact from everywhere. And that's that equality piece that you, you touch on, which is so critical. Mm -hmm. Companies are doing such a huge efforts to bring in diverse range of perspectives and experience into their businesses. But you really need that culture of inclusion where everybody feels like they can do fantastic work. And so we're really thinking about how we create this level playing field so that everybody can meaningfully participate no matter where they are. Um, and this requires us to have tools and processes so that everybody can be seen and heard and have access to the information to do their job. 
And so there's a degree of intentionality with this that I think is both intimidating because change is hard. Let's yes. not let's not pretend change is hard, but there's going to need to be a bit of thought that says, you know, we can't just presume we can all jump into a meeting room and start whiteboarding. How do we do that when three of us are in the office, someone's in another country and two people are working from home? How do we get the best of those six people's opinions in a hybrid setting? So really being thoughtful about that is, I think, going to be critical for that inclusion component that you touch on. So the three things were community first, social by design, and impact from everywhere. Awesome. I love it. Also, I loved how you said change is going to be hard. Change is hard, you know, no matter what it is. And I also, and I think a lot of people forgot that when the pandemic first hit, well, I felt when my office told me that I'm going to be working from home, I had a bit of a panic because I thought I couldn't do this in the off, like in, in yeah. my house, you know, with the distractions and, and not having the social, as you said, the social aspect of being in the office with your, uh, colleagues and your office mates um, but you know we did it after two years here we are so no yeah. So, so, yeah exactly so similar to when we were told to exclusively work from home implementing a hybrid mode for the foreseeable future may come with its own set of challenges you know people might feel it's impossible you know uh, yeah. so but what so what do you think will be these challenges you know sure so if I go through a couple of let me start with what I think is an opportunity mm. and then we'll go into what I think the challenges are. If I just look at Malaysia, you have seen five times the normal volume of digital innovation in the last year. And so from a pure ecosystem and 90% of Malaysians are online, so you're a very digitally savvy economy. You've got this ecosystem that has evolved and innovated in such an amazing fashion in the last year I think there's an opportunity to, to leverage that going forward, especially when you think about tapping into talent pools and retaining talent that maybe have gone through a shift or wouldn't have thought about working in the settings that we had prior to the pandemic. So this is one thing I want to sort of tap into to then think about some of the challenges because that's an asset, but how do we navigate forward? I think one of the challenges is going to be think helping managers and leaders navigate through this. And so I talked a little bit ago, a minute ago, and I love that you caught up on it. Change is hard. Let's not lie. Um, there's a degree of intentionality navigating forward. And I think the people I speak to, Elle, and I don't know if you feel this way, we spent so much of the time in the pandemic longing for the way things used to be. And I think now, actually, we're, we're writing a new chapter. We're not going back to the way they used to be for lots of different reasons and some fantastic reasons like that digital innovation that I touched on. So helping leaders go through the change curve, bring in this intentionality, figuring out how they can lead in different ways is, is I think, one of the, the challenges or one of the opportunities, depending on it's where you look at it, that's on our doorstep now. I think the other thing is going to be where, where on the spectrum of flexibility can we sit? So I don't want to sort of sit here and, and be naive that all jobs can be done virtually. We know that not all of them can, and there's some jobs that need to very much in person. 
Um, and we need to continue to support people who are, who are returning to those patterns or who have already been at them for many months now. But figure out how do we incorporate jobs that could be more flexible or hybrid in their location through to work that could be remote. So actually, and you know, one of the questions I've been asked recently was, could you diagnose that by an industry or a company type? And my answer was no, because actually when any business, a small business, a large one, one that spans many industries, the range of roles and the nature of the work and the rhythm of the work is very different. So I actually think we need to be comfortable going on this change journey, be a little bit more intentional and hold it lightly, experiment with it and learn and think about where could we try things in those different spectrums and types of roles that we've got, the rhythm and a pattern of how the work gets done. How do we learn from that? And I think especially when I think about representation in the workforce and inclusion in the workforce, it's really important that we, we think about that um, as we sort of strive to have workplaces that represent the communities around us. Mm. All right, so I've got a question in terms of like one of the challenges that I thought this might yeah. be. Um, I'm sure like when I started working from home, my immediate concern was about productivity mm -hmm. and you know, I'm human. I see a TV in front of me at home. I'm at home with my cats. I'm not going to be as productive as I am in the office. So now if we're going to be doing the hybrid model, you know, there you, you've set in your mind, okay, maybe three times out of the week I'm in the office, but the other two, I'm just going to be at home so I can sort of relax in those two days. Um, how how can we if we implement the hybrid model can, how can companies you know make sure that everyone is productive you know from from ev for every day so how we how can we do that yeah sure so can i ask you one quick follow up question now sure go on so i hear you on the concern the tv's there the cats are entertaining tell me did you actually find that you worked just as hard maybe even harder during the pandemic I actually worked harder because I thought I was being distracted. So I'm like a bit more motivated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's actually one of the number one things employers have faced during the pandemic is actually burnout. Mm. And in the sense that people, to your point, that says I was, I was really hustling. I was, I was working really hard. Um, that was actually been one of the number one themes globally um, no matter which economy you look at, people are saying I was working maybe longer hours or I was working without the breaks or without the, those distractions that I had of getting up and going, having lunch with colleagues or talking to someone that I perhaps had and perhaps lonely sitting at that kitchen table or in your bedroom um, trying to get things done. For me, I, I hear the concerns that says, how do we how do we drive for productivity and how do we navigate, especially in Malaysia with the economy fully opening mm -hmm. since the beginning of April, how do we come out of this strong? And, and I've seen some of the, the GDP growth and things from Malaysia and it looks really promising. I'm going to flip this back to talent and say, what do we know people want? So we know that sort of nearly 90% of employees felt less stress having to navigate commutes on a daily basis. We know that people felt that they were able to save some of their commuting expenses. We felt companies were able to cut down on some of their electricity and utility costs. 
We know that their adoption of technology went up by nearly 70%. The the data is actually showing us, I hear the concern about productivity, but the data is actually showing something slightly different Mm. around there is some magic in here. And I think the challenge is how do we capture it? What I would say in, and this is, you know, I lead a hybrid team. I lead teams that, you know, people I haven't had the privilege of meeting in person yet because borders have been closed and being physically together is impossible. I actually think you can build strong degrees of trust um, in a virtual format, a telephone format, in a physical format. And so actually trust is an absolutely critical part of what's going to happen in this next evolution of working history. Open communication and trust, where people are very clear on here are the expectations, here's the work I need to get done, here are the parameters I'm being given to get them done with, be it where I work, how I work, who I bring along with the work. And if you can really foster that environment of trust and open communication, I believe that we're going to actually see some pretty amazing things come from this next evolution of history. Mm, I love that. Yes. Oh my God. The way you paint it, it's such, it's such a bright future for work. Yeah. <laughs> I think this has been one of the biggest changes in in working history ever. You know, it's been so phenomenal. It's so phenomenal. And just to your point, you know, I think we all had that moment and there were some really tough times during the pandemic, whether it was isolation or the opposite of isolation, you couldn't get away from the people that you're locked in your home with, missing some of that magic and spark, the, the disappointment of forgotten moments that moments that mattered that couldn't be celebrated or marked the way you would the the horizon the sense that the things that you would normally look forward to on the horizon about being with loved ones or celebrating or travel they weren't there so those things were really really hard mm-hmm. but when you look at where we are now and the fact that I think I mean, I'm hearing and Malaysian data shows it people are willing to capture some of the best, better things that have come from the pandemic, the digital innovation, the flexibility that people have been able to enjoy or choose from in terms of how they get their work done. The fact that we've challenged some of the, the norms that we used to have about, we have to have this meeting, we have to all be in this room and looking at each other to make these decisions or have this conversation. We found different ways of getting it done. So I feel excited about the next evolution and the fact that we're all creating this next chapter of history together because there's no playbook. We're going to have to experiment and learn and iterate to get it right. Okay, so I've got like one final question, but we've we've had technology, we've had, you know, virtual meetings, telephones, you know, we've mm-hmm. got like social media, all this technology has been around but I feel like it wasn't used to its full potential until the pandemic hit. Do you think that the pandemic has shown that it's time to revamp the traditional work environment? Do you think it was, it was, it's horrible that we had to go through a pandemic to reach this new evolution, this new stage, but um, yeah, how did you think about how we're going to move forward after the pandemic, you know? Yeah, look, I think it absolutely has helped us rethink and challenge the norms. And it was an incredibly painful and, and traumatic way for us to, to learn that. 
Um, and I think all of us have got, I sort of call it the restack of personal priorities. I feel like when, when the normal choices that are available to you are taken away, you really think about who are the people that I want to spend my time with? How do I want to spend my time? What are the things that are most important to me that were, I perhaps wasn't consciously thinking about? I think that's happened for all of us. But I do think that the pandemic is going to redefine how we work. I think it's really involved technical innovation to your point that says, you know, we all knew how to do video calls, but to do them where we can have a chat and we can share our screen and we can be sending messages and we can go into breakout rooms and then come back together. All those things we wouldn't have thought of as our primary operating mode sort of two years ago. Also at Meta, we are building, we have always been about bringing communities together and we are looking at the next iteration of that as we build out the metaverse. Um, and if we've, we've launched some products um, around Spark um, VR and also some of our sort of metaverse early entry products um, that are allowing teams to physically be together despite being on different continents. And I think we'll start to see that evolution of the fact that you and I next time could meet uh, in the metaverse. And whilst we can see each other on these boxes here, wouldn't it be amazing through the power of technology, we felt we were actually sitting closer together. So I'm excited by that. Oh, I love it. It's like technology. It's anything is possible now. And I love how it's how the future of work, it's gonna, how it's gonna look like. A lot of people might have concerns. Yes, it's legitimate. Everyone's gonna have concerns, everyone's gonna have fears. It's gonna be a, a huge learning curve, but it's evolution we're going to keep moving forward and yeah as as long as as you said it's in there's an intentional you know purpose to it we're thinking of everyone you know in terms in, in going forward yeah i think it's going to be an interesting um phase in work history yeah so absolutely al absolutely um and i'm i'm excited to learn i'm learning the leaders i work with are learning we're learning as a company but I think if we can have that mindset that says we can take the best of what we knew when we were together all the time, the best of what we've learned from working virtually and apply that to this aspiration that we all want amazing people in our companies and doing the work that we all do and having the opportunity to contribute no matter where they sit. It's a pretty powerful combination um, for anyone, whether it's looking across at your peers, whether you lead a company, whether you founded a company, everybody just wants to have people who do fantastic work in that ecosystem.